0: <laughs> so, you know how I, I, sometimes I those late night talk shows I always say, like, this is a great show. And sometimes they mean, it. I'm actually really happy that I have uh, my friend. Yeah. We're legitimately friends. It's true. I adore you. This is Katie Kazorla. And I always feel like I'm going to, like, my dyslexia is going to kick up and fuck up your name.
1: Everybody always does. They say Carazola, Carazola, <laughs> Corazola. I'm like, there's no fucking mystery, are there? It's C A Z. O-R-L-A, Zorla. What's, what's funny about that is, like,
0: I emcee I a lot. You MC a lot, right? Yeah. And um, it's really an easy fucking job.
1: I mainly do it so people don't, so I can pronounce my own name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's an easy job that people, like, it's amazing how much people fuck it up. Yeah. Like, after you do your opening bit, all you have to do is get an intro. Yeah. Which is someone's name and a credit or two. That's and it. And it's amazing how, I remember the first, one of the first times I, Uh, I was on Broadway. The second time I was on Broadway, it was a show called Lombardi and there was a lot of hoopla going into it. I was really excited about it and I was, I booked it and I was at the Laugh Factory. I just found out, I go, Hey, can you see this fall? He's going to be in a Broadway show, uh, about Vince Lombardi called Lombardi (laughs) (laughs) and he goes, he goes, and I was, it was like whatever at the time, whatever, 10 years ago or something. I was excited and, uh, he goes <laughs> He goes, the sex comic guy, uh, he's in some show called Lombardo, I think it's about a faggot. Going oh my it. god. I swear to God, that's what he said. And I was just like,
1: <gasps> That was your intro for the laugh factory?
0: Not the first time I'd worked there, but oh. that night when I was like, Hey, can you introduce me? I'm doing a Broadway show. Yeah. He's in a so-called Lombardo. I think it's about a faggot. That's literally what he said. And I was like, good Lord. By the way, I can't get canceled for quoting someone, can I? No, you can't. Um, Now, Katie, uh, I'm excited you're here for a lot of reasons because I want to hear more about your story. But also, we have a hot take.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so this is like breaking news. Um, I Uh. wake up this morning and a friend of mine... Who is in the industry sends me
0: I'm gonna to have to pin you for one second here. Just so you know a little bit she is a, she, Katie Katie's a comic. She is also a reality TV star and host. And you're kind of a I don't know what to say, is bon vivant to correct
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so fancy.
0: You're just um, someone you're you're like a you're a, a gregarious social lubricant, you you know, a lot of people you've had, you've had a very, very interesting life. Yeah. I don't weird. know that much about it, but involves a lot of different reality shows and now comedy and different things and writing and pitching. So now we're going to do the hot take just so people yeah. have a little bit of context. Okay. So
1: this is kind of crazy, but I'm married now, but my husband, when we were just dating, um, his best friend for 35 years, what well, was Kenny G The saxophone player um, <laughs> By the way Yeah I use that term loosely
0: It's so funny Because most people Think Kenny G plays the flute And they don't realize That's actually a sax Yeah The skin flute the alto um, sax right?
1: <laughs> He plays the soprano sax
0: actually. Oh soprano sax Okay
1: Yeah um, And it, and I say play In like the most vague term ever Because He's just an un, Like he's like Overrated um, shitty jazz musician. How did he
0: get so popular? What was the thing? Because it seems, it doesn't make any sense. It runs against all of the current of common sense to Yeah, be, he became famous.
1: He was a accountant and his name is Kenneth Gorlick and he, um, I guess, played the saxophone, you know, maybe to try to get chicks with his bad perm. <laughs> but he... Uh, hooked up with great producers and writers One of them being my husband, Walter Oh, so Yeah So Walter produced and did a bunch of his shit And and then all of a sudden he became like the number one selling instrumental artist of all time So it wasn't just Wait, because of him
0: He he is currently the number yeah. one instrumental artist of all time
1: Selling, yeah
0: Now, is that because
1: Because I he had tr- other people write great songs for
0: yes, him Yes, and we'll, and I, and I feel the vitriol coming off <laughs> Like the heat I mean, the it's pit. like if
1: you could just understand how much We're heat gonna c- well, We're going to get there. I don't even need these heaters right now. Yeah, it's take like... off
0: your scarf. We don't need it. <laughs> so let me, just, let me just do a quick sidebar here. So I was watching a documentary or something on whatever. I don't know. Maybe some news report. There's a song in China. You know about this, right? I don't know what that... It's a Kenny G song. Yeah, my husband did. wrote it called Going Home. So that Going Home, mm-hmm. at the end of the workday in China, they, they, they it on like, the trains. play it everywhere. I think in the markets... It's just like the It plays
1: everywhere and it's like zero royalties. Because zero world. Of
0: it. It's basically, hey, Chinese people, time to go home. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? Time to go home and try not to kill yourself. How does the your song sound? Terrible factory job. Um, just imagine <laughs> if I had uh, a chalkboard and broken heels. <laughs> <I'll> oh, <go on. laughs>
0: No, is, is, is that the no? That's breathless. Okay, I don't know. What's the going home song?
1: I mean, here's the thing: I don't even know it. But the fact that like we're like giving him credit where credit should never be due is like I want to take this mic cord and wrap it well, around my just, fucking back
0: let, Let's make this a whole goddamn <laughs> Kenny fuck G. Kenny G podcast. Yes.
1: Hashtag fuck Kenny G is the name of this. Podcast. What is he,
0: he going to do? What is Kenny G going to do?
1: It's freedom of speech, first of all. Everyone has had to listen to your fucking music over the years, so now. You're and listen to this
0: Okay so So back to the story
1: Okay so Anyway so then I get this Variety magazine um, You know Updated Report saying, This is today Today Okay uh-huh. and I've had like Back to back meetings And I'm doing stand up Later and I'm like I don't need to think About Kenny fucking G So I get this thing That says Kenny G Saxophonist Lists his house At a l- reduced rate In Studio City And it's a picture Of my house
0: The house you live in right now?
1: The house I lived in for 12 years with Walter. With Walter. Yes, the house we bought with Kenny G. Yeah. We did this because they had the same business manager. It was an investment, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Well, at the end of the day- here's the scoop we end up putting in like eight hundred thousand dollars into the house we paint it walter puts a two hundred fifty thousand dollar recording studio in Mm -hmm. uh we have a gym there's faux lawn which is like 40 grand i mean toto toilets in every room yeah
0: a whole remodeling i
1: mean the place was tits right well on my wedding day kenny g looks at me and basically goes Hey, um, the market's really hot right now. We should sell the house. You know, you you guys can walk away with a million bucks. I'll walk away with the rest. And um, it's a win-win. And I'm thinking, you know, we bought the house for 2.8. Walter's already given Kenny 2.1. So where is the math in that? This is a fucking yeah. accountant telling me we're going to walk away with a million bucks. Wait, did Kenny G think he had more ownership than you guys? Well, so come to find out. You know, this is Walter's best friend of 35 years, the Holy godfather fuck. of his kids, producing and writing partner on, you know, 20 albums. I mean, this they have a long time best friendship.
0: And meanwhile, Kenny G must be close to a billionaire or something. Well, I mean,
1: you would think he was one of the initial investors in Starbucks. And, you know, he's a huge selling artist uh-huh. with tours and all of that. But come to find out, um, he bought the loan out. And didn't tell Walter. I so, don't know what that means. So there's a loan. There was a loan on the house. Okay. Our loan. You know, when you buy a yeah, house, yeah. you get a loan. Well, Kenny bought it only two years into the two of them owning it, and basically was charging Walter, and then added a ten percent <gasps> interest rate. Which is like the most ludicrous fucking thing on the planet. And to do to your friend, first of all, and to do in general, banks don't even charge and more And then than, don't
0: even tell Don't him. even
1: tell him. So, and then he was like, I was doing you a favor and blah, blah. And even my dad was like, hey, let's talk about this on another day. You know, not like my fucking wedding day. This is happening on your wedding day? Yeah, on my wedding day. So then after that, we never spoke. I had to have my...
0: Because yeah. this, this is a lot for me to process. I know,
1: it's crazy, okay, right? so
0: So... At this point, there's nothing in the relationship with Kenny G... Um, that would indicate he was a piece of shit or a snake
1: I mean throughout the years I mean he did his wife really dirty he fucked over two of his <laughs> business managers that sounded so
0: 1940s like he did his wife dirty so wh- <laughs> I am mean from he upstate did his wife dirty he was like he was
1: cheating on her with well, like well can
0: you blame him look at the guy anyway
1: so <laughs> I mean his wife was really fun and she's a great person so it's just weird I mean he was cheating on her with like nail salon workers and uh, apparently got one of them pregnant and yeah and then lied about it he's just an all around snaky piece of shit yeah so, you know, come to find out, like, who knew Walter would be next. And yeah. and so we ended up having to move. It was horrible. And then um, he so, said. So
0: let, let, let me just walk me through this a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm having a little uh, real estate PTSD. Okay. So, Oh,
1: yeah. Because you, I mean, you've been through it.
0: So he said, let's sell it. So he made the decision to sell it. Yeah. And he had unilateral deci- decision making. Or well, you guys no, agreed we were, to it because you're like, we're getting married, fucking whatever. Yeah, we're
1: getting married. We wanted to start building our place in Mexico and yeah. then maybe not live in such a big house here that was high maintenance. You know, we'll downsize or whatever, which I agree with. I'm not so a big you, house you agreed, person.
0: You agreed to it, but you didn't know he'd been doing shenanigans I didn't on your kn- back. I
1: mean, oh my God, who would ever in fucking life agree to that? Yeah. It's the worst like thing of life. Literally on your wedding day. On my wedding day. So oh, oh yeah. I mean, me. it's, you know, he was the type of person that like when... My stepkid's mother passed away. Uh He literally went up to them in the airport. This is two weeks, two weeks after their mother had passed away. Went up to them in the airport and asked them if they were gonna give the royalties back to Walter, her portion of the royalties, song royalties back to Walter. Like they had just lost their mother. That's the type of guy he is. He's like just I know. How come nobody
0: knows this about Kenny G? Oh, a
1: lot of people do. A A lot lot of people do. do. It's one of
0: those secret things that people know about but they don't know about. It's kind of like. The fact that like Ellen DeGeneres is a cunt and Jim Carrey is a fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Like people don't know it until they, they okay, I just. I
1: mean, they always say don't meet your heroes, but like I've met some people that are great and then I've met other people where I'm like, oh my God, that just wrecked everything in life And for you've me. known,
0: you, so you've known Kenny G for a long time.
1: I've known him for 15 years. And
0: so while you were knowing Kenny G and you knew about some vision, he would hey, always, you always would say defend him rem- probably because he was uh, your guy.
1: Sometimes, but he would always make little remarks in regards to Walter and I'd be like, God, I can't imagine ever talking about my friend like that to someone. So I always thought maybe if, if it was like an insecurity or if he was just really just a piece of shit. Yeah. And, you know, come to find out he's just a piece of shit.
0: So let's do a quick sidebar about Walter. Yeah. Uh, So I met Walter, hung out with Walter Such, up in Reno.
1: Is he not an amazing he's guy? He's the
0: fucking nicest. Nicest. Most humble, <gasps> chillest fucking dude with a great sense of humor. Because he thought I was funny, but um, no, but he great sense of humor, like very funny, dry sense of humor, and like the guy, stop me if I'm wrong. So he was behind the hits as a, I guess, producer and or co writer of, My Heart Will Go On.
1: Yeah, he little, produced A he, little
0: indie film Called The Titanic
1: Yeah, I don't know A lot of people haven't seen it I
0: will Whitney Houston's version Of I, will, I will Always Love You nope, Correct?
1: Nope, he did um, All I Want for Christmas Is You
0: All I Want for Christmas Is You But he also did work with Whitney Houston so,
1: He worked with Whitney He worked with Mariah Celine Barbara Streisand Aretha Franklin so Like everyone huge
0: iconic songs yeah. And like it, he is He is.
1: She Bangs He wrote from Ricky Martin God I damn. mean, come on, right? So he's
0: clearly bangs. A friggin' genius <laughs> To go from My Heart go on to Bang You have to have <laughs> You've got to be a musician She Bangs Solid I Want for Christmas You,
1: My Heart Will Go On, and then what's the other one that I love? Oh, um, A Whole New World from Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast he produced. What? I know. Disney.
0: And you would never... If you met the guy, you would never know it. There's nothing pretentious about him. He's I just, know.
1: He buys shirts three in a pack, so <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, I love him.
0: He's fucking incredible. So, um, and when he worked with Kenny G, not to like whatever, but did he... Was there? Was he a co-writer or just producer? <laughs>
1: co-writer on every single thing. And here's the best part about it. Ready? So some comic friends of mine um, went to some like Morongo Casino or whatever. You know, Amir and some other comics. Amir K. Yeah. Uh-huh. Andy Cosell. These guys all go to this. They're doing comedy at a casino, and they see Kenny G's playing there. And I was like, go over. I want to see if he's selling CDs and not. Logging it in, lo oh. and behold, they videotape it. He's selling CDs for cash, cash. only.
0: Oh my God! And, and I
1: saw him do that before at this um, in Temecula, and he just takes the wad of cash and puts it in his yeah, pocket. well,
0: everyone embezzles when it comes to merch. So let's be honest, but
1: but I mean, the, half of it is Walter's technically because yes. he owns points on like different he, CDs. He's, I'm and, sure he's
0: giving part of the cash to Walter. Nope, he I'm gave kidding. zero over the past of course
1: 20 years. He 20 literally years. is just he literally is the worst. Person so, ever, so
0: I fucking love this. I actually have a Kenny G moment too. Oh my god, dude! On, on YouTube, no, I'll show you on YouTube later. It's not that interesting. Is it like
1: the South Park episode. Where I was it-
0: doing Man the Street stuff, and I oh, yeah. and I saw Kenny G. And, I, and it was Hollywood Boulevard, so I go, "Are you Kenny G? Or are you Kenny G in person?" Was he at he a was, check
1: check cashing He was place? on
0: the post. He was, he was like, "Hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey yeah, you, you figure it out." And I go, "Oh, Kenny G, he's even gayer in person." And uh, <laughs> whatever it was on this. <laughs> um,
1: that was totally something he would say to you. Oh, he was he's so like, such Whoa. a d bag, like beyond.
0: Oh, uh, now I want to fight him.
1: Oh anyway. my God, you could snap him. He weighs probably ninety three pounds.
0: Is he? Is he still? So he's still touring and. Killing it and making embezzling a lot of
1: money. and yeah.
0: Wow, he's a piece
1: of shit. I guess when you have a,
0: a perm like that, people are like, "You're little."
1: You <laughs> At least get away Michael, with shit. like Michael Bolton, got the point. Like he was like, "Chop the locks," and now he's like sexy and booking things, and he's yeah. so fun. Um, Kenny and she never got that memo because if he cut his hair, he would look like a rat that was just dipped in water.
0: <laughs> okay, so I want to hear about how it all came to a head because obviously he'd been getting away for a while, and then and then things just it, it, it did once the
1: accounting to- came out. It was like what was holy this? shit this came out like
0: two years ago And then Walter confronted him I'm assuming No they
1: they had to meet with lawyers it was like a horrible thing And they had to like meet and discuss it and you know And then Kenny was like fuck you sue me if you don't like it And it's like wow that's how you did your friend So I basically wrote to him and was like you're a piece of shit and My body's like how dare you talk to me that way And I can't believe you think of me like that I'm like everyone thinks of you like that Yeah You are Are the fucking devil. And I was like, karma works in mysterious ways. When you do bad things like that to really good people who have done nothing but help you. Mind you, Walter also recorded four albums for free for him while we lived in that house. Mm. Yeah. And Walter charges anywhere from $250 to $30,0 an album. Yeah. So should I send him a fucking invoice? Wow. He's so gross. Anyone
0: listen to this? We gotta make a campaign. Yeah, to take hashtag down Kenny fuck G. you, Kenny
1: G. I swear to God, I'll make shirts, <laughs> and oh then I'll God. collect a you giant a fund.
0: Good, you gotta do a good bit about that. I'm going to because on stage we're completely protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, hence Hannibal Buress saying Bill Cosby's a rapist.
1: But I mean, think about this right now: Is this are we protected in a podcast?
0: For sure. It's I my, mean, unless you want to audition for SNL, and <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, it's really funny that they can have Eminem on the Oscars, side note, um, for all the things he's ever said about, like, gay people, black people, whatever. And then Kevin Hart gets axed because he said that he didn't want his son to play with dolls or something. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, but but the difference is, it's like what Chris Rock said, what, you know, why is, there isn't a host anymore? It's Twitter. Eminem wasn't tweeting these songs. If Eminem was on Twitter, then, ooh, But I mean, just... didn't he say something
1: like he wanted to kill his ex-wife and
0: beat her head Well, in let's and... be honest. Every rap song, I think like 75% of rap songs involve violence against a <laughs> man or a woman. So, That's like, why I love rap. <laughs> and then Baby It's Cold Outside. It's like, you're pressuring that poor girl to stay inside.
1: Yeah, raper. And it's yeah. like, well, how are you going to change the lyrics to that? Yeah. I mean, I actually love that song. It's a great song. It is, but I—I I mean, is it because she's underage? I don't get it. How do you know how old she is?
0: <laughs> no, not being Maybe age. she's still
1: no because people are like it promotes like underage rape, and I'm like underage rape. Yeah, I never got that at all, and I—I've known that song since I was like five.
0: I have to get back for high school. No, that's not one of the lyrics. Um,
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to be was, late for seventh I thought it was grade. just
0: about <laughs> pressuring a woman and getting and getting her drink. Because she's like, what's in this drink or something like that in the song?
1: Maybe she meant, like, what kind of booze is it? Because it could be tequila or gin. Like, if someone gives me a gin and tonic and I think it's a vodka soda, I will fucking punch them in the face. And also,
0: there are women who... Drink a ton of shit, and they're like, "I must have got roofied." Oh, you think someone roofied one of the seventeen Jaeger bombs? That's why you gave handjobs to hobos by the railroad tracks,
1: um, <laughs> or Fireball. My favorite is when girls drink so much Fireball, and then they wake up the next morning and like, "I can't believe I had sex. I don't even know if I wanted it." I'm like, says the eighteenth like shot of Fireball. They're like, Fireball. And I'm like, here's the thing. Like, I've known since. That's why you'll never see me drunk because I. I've
0: I've never seen you drunk. You see me drunk, but I don't know if I've seen
1: Oh my seen God. Do you remember when I had to walk you to... Obviously, I don't remember. <laughs> to Up to your room because I was afraid you were going to become a rape victim when we were in Reno. <laughs> was someone trying to rape me I didn't know about? Oh my God. You took your shoes off in the middle of the casino. I I was, like, I was like, you're either getting kicked out or somebody's going to take advantage of you, which it, it you can't rape the willing. <laughs> so
0: I know if for you that's... <laughs> oh my God. Please. Um... I don't Thank remember you. I don't remember the shoes taking the shoes off but it's in Reno isn't that the is not the dress code <laughs> I feel no like... shoes
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um, love Reno so much like I can never time. shit on it it's like white trash good times
0: Oh so good So um now is there any more Kenny G grievances we have to air before we start
1: Um I just you know want to let the world know that Kenny G is a colossal fucking smelly diarrhea worthy turd. But there are no articles about it. You can't. Is it I mean, if you Reddit? Google Kenny, is Kenny G an asshole? There's articles. Same Pat thing. Metheny. Oh my god! Like, like went on a rant. For The Pat
0: Metheny band group. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like went on a rant. Was like he. How dare he try to cover the classics? He's not a jazz musician. He's an overrated piece of shit. Like it was
0: unbelievable. So. So instead of Kenny G, instead of having a thing with Walter, he went straight to lawyers. So went straight, so they never even.
1: Ha- no, he tried to take advantage of Walter because Walter's a nice, He's guy a nice guy and not a fucking accountant. And you know he writes beautiful oh, that, songs. That makes
0: so much sense. He's yep. an accountant, so he knows how to be a fucking mm-hmm. book embezzling piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, he talked to the books.
1: God, he su- he sucks. Do me a favor, listeners. Just hashtag fuck you, Kenny G. We're going
0: to we're going to have Kenny G included. In the uh, the podcast IG story
1: <laughs> Do it For You know sure. what I'm going to do Is I'm going to make I'm going to write a whole bit on it And I'm going to sell merch That says fuck you Kenny G And it's him Playing his um, skin flute And and choking on it Like it's a big dick
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh Kenny G
1: Oh Kenny F <laughs>
0: You know what? It's so funny. Just Kenny because I D like list. you, if I ever see Kenny G again, just you know I'm, what you're I'm, gonna say? You're gonna be like,
1: "Fuck you, Kenny G!" No, no,
0: no. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna assault him. <laughs> serious
1: but I know how to assault
0: people in a way that's very interesting I learned from the best
1: I mean (laughs) you don't
0: physically hurt them you just you just humiliate them
1: oh my god so you are friends with a lot of black women because they love like if you ever want to look
0: Craziest segue ever but that's hilarious (laughs) no but it's true
1: if you ever want to learn how to like just fuck someone's life up be friends with black women because they have so many great like I'm from a prison town in upstate New York Mm -hmm. and so it's like very diverse and you know let me tell you something if you ever want to get back somebody revenge plot fuck somebody up make friends with black women they will rally for
0: you okay this this is the move i'm talking about right yeah you see kenny g on the street yeah hey kenny g what's up right he's not gonna have he's not gonna have an entourage he's not gonna have bodyguards he doesn't have an
1: entourage yeah
0: so you just put your (laughs) arm around his neck like hey what's up buddy and then he can't get away he weighs 35 pounds exactly so he's struggling but you're chilling Cause you have him like, hey, what's up, dude? And you just walk with him, and he'll get scared. You don't um, do yeah, anything to hurt him, but he gets he gets scared because you got him, you hold him. Well, he'll like, tremble
1: like he'll like tremble. a rescue
0: Chihuahua. And then <laughs> and you do it until they cry, and then you let him go. <laughs> That's the old move I learned. And back then you know what school. you do?
1: Or you go to hug him and you take a wad of chewed up gum that you found under every hair in, and just crush <clears throat> it into his hair. That's the fucking move. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, or get like a big thing of dog shit and like just oh smash God. it into his face this has gotten so
0: dark <laughs> how is Walter is, is Walter like over are you more incensed than Walter about it
1: I mean see Walter I think is so incredibly like heartbroken and hurt that his yeah. best friend would do that to him that it's like stages uh, of grief you know it's like yeah. going through a divorce and, and I how think long ago did this happen two years ago but we had to move out of our fucking house like it's like we put all this money into it and this motherfucker's like did you get like, any money out of it when it was sold No, so here's the deal. So we move and he ends up trying to sell the house. It didn't sell. So he leases the house to Brie Larson.
0: That bitch. Actually, (laughs) I don't know. Right.
1: And so then she, I guess she's now moving out or whatever, and now they're and we left our our stuff there to stage it to help sell the house. We were even nice enough to leave gym equipment, whatever. And he leases the house with our shit in there.
0: So today, what what got you triggered today was the Variety article about the reduced rate that he's selling the house for.
1: Yeah, because now that means he's selling it for exactly what he says is owed on it, which is bullshit because he bought the loan, and so that means that Walter walks away with zero dollars.
0: So, Walt, and no, you guys aren't going to sue him, huh?
1: I don't know what it we're going to do. Good
0: press for you, Katie. Might be a good career move Make a reality Make a reality documentary suing series Suing Kenny about G Suing Kenny G <laughs> yeah, Right
1: oh, And just God. uncovering How many people he's
0: fucked over going, What can he do about that You do a play on Going Home
1: Or like the R. Kelly documentary you Just have all the survivors Surviving come
0: Surviving Kenny
1: G <laughs> People I mean here's the thing Oh I, that'd be great
0: that'd I, be,
1: I think it should just be called Kenny G Fuck you Kenny G Hashtag fuck you Kenny G
0: F like a, You know a po- Whatever With like all like the dollar Yeah The dollar sign Yeah Oh,
1: Mm.
0: I'd invest in that. I'd watch that. If if you're cruising Netflix and you see Fuck You, Kenny G. You would watch it. Okay, I'm going to do a quick segue about a story I had, which is similar, but not similar. Kind of similar. And I'm not going to, I'm not saying anything bad about the guy. I learned my lesson. One of the, when I was touring with Jamie Kennedy, one sort of nice gigs I got was the HBO Comedy Festival in Vegas. This is like 2008 or something before, I guess it was an Aspen, anyway. Um, So, this is one of the first years in Vegas. And it was being co-headlined by Jay McKenney and Bob Saget, right? So, there's a whole deal. They send you a deal memo. You sign it. They go, okay, you'll be doing 10 minutes and you get paid whatever, like fifteen hundred dollars. You do ten minutes on the show as the opener.
1: Oh my god, that's pretty good.
0: And I'm like, okay, ten minutes in front of like a thousand people in Vegas, and I'm I've been doing comedy for like four years. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that's pretty good. Um, so, and James is like, okay, we're flying there. On, we flew on John Stamos's private jet. John Stamos is a private jet. I think he has plenty of private jets. Yeah, John Stamos is super fucking rich. So, um, he's doing stand up, by the way. John Stamos?
1: Yeah. I just saw he was doing he's doing stand-up. Someone just texted me and said, Oh my god, I'm doing Oh yeah, yeah. Listen to John, this. I swear to God. Oh my god, side note really quick. Hold on. That's
0: so funny. I wonder if Jeremy Piven knows that.
1: Wait, are they friends?
0: No, but Jeremy Piven has a whole bit about John Stamos.
1: About his Audi belly button. He has an Audi? Oh my god, yeah. So oh, it looks he's like disgusting. it looks like Kenny G's stick. All right, hold on, here we go. Um <laughs> Yeah, it says where is he playing? I'll tell you right now. I just got a text about it. I mean, is he really doing stand-up?
0: Or he just like does a show?
1: No, he's doing stand-up comedy. And so is that fucking idiot from New Jersey Housewives. The guy who builds homes. <laughs> Look at that raccoon. We
0: have a giant fucking raccoon that Where? lives right there. You oh, my that? God. Wait, like a goddamn dog.
1: Oh, my God. There is legit a giant raccoon right next to me. Wait, <laughs> I don't understand. Does no wait, you? There's a family of raccoons. It, what if it? they could be rabid?
0: No, they're cool. They're nice.
1: How do you know that?
0: I'm assuming.
1: Oh my! <laughs> no, they've um,
0: lived here forever. There's a, there's three of them. Mama, oh, Papa, baby.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's really cute. Um, okay, so John Stamos is doing. Somebody. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Right here. Okay, ready? Uh huh. Oh my God, I'm getting high off that gas. Um, oh shit! I got to turn that off. Um. Because the light went out, but the gas. Is still here it is. Uh, it's next. A Monday a Mindy Rickles show, John Stamos is on it.
0: Yeah, but that's more like an interview type of thing. Yeah, it's interview type of thing.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Is she interviewing or is Well, because she-
0: Paul Reiser was on this past Monday and she interviewed him at the at the Laugh Factory. So yeah. Um
1: I don't know okay. if he's doing stand-up. I mean, I feel like I want to go just to see.
0: Absolutely, he's
1: gorgeous, and I'll bring um, Mary Kate Ashley with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm- so back to so John and I and I think I I don't know if I'd ever fl- I think I may have flown in one PJ before, but it was like it was like so it's a big this is a big day for yeah, me. I'm very excited, and I meet Bob Saget, and I'm like all, all these other people on the plane, and they're all like. All married men. They are like, I can't wait to fuck these hookers in Vegas. I'm like, what? And I'm like so young. And they're like, married people, cheat. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and then we. Uh, Why do
1: you think I never wanted to get married? <laughs> God, get with the program.
0: We'll, we'll get to that later at some point, by the way. Uh, so, I we, we get to Vegas. And we're going to a rooms whatever the hotel was. And I'm like wheeling my suitcase. Getting ready to prep for the show. Which is in like an hour and a half or two hours. And Bob Saget, who I don't have a relationship, I have a relationship with Jamie, right? Right. He turns to me and he goes, hey, how much time are you doing tonight? Meanwhile, my contract has me slated for 10 minutes. Okay. And I say, oh, uh, I'm doing 10. He goes, do five. And he just walks away. And I was like, so, and I'm four years in as a comp and I'm going like, I'm freaking out. Because first of all, I don't know how to trim from 10 to 5.
1: I, I, I When I, I practice it something, it's,
0: yeah. I'd one hundred. That's a raccoon. This raccoon climb up the tree. I Katie, I promise you, he won't bite you. Okay. I mean, you he's know. He's only bit a few people, and you're not his type. <laughs> um so no, he's fine. So
1: it's only gonna be saline that squirts out on anyway. It's a
0: giant fucking raccoon that It looks like a, a guy. It
1: actually looks like a little bear.
0: It looks like a little bear. But he's adorable. He's never attacked okay, well. people without provocation. Anyway, <laughs> so um, and I'm so I'm freaking out, right? So I call Jamie Masada, who's like my mentor. Yeah. I go, Jamie, I don't do it. I I have a show in an hour and I'm supposed to do 10 minutes. But Bob Saget said do five. And he said, he gave me, he goes, he says, and I'm just quoting. He goes, fuck Bob Saget. He goes, buddy, he goes, who cares? You're going to go on tour with Deal or No Deal? He goes, you just do, he goes, do what what other comics do. Just pretend you don't see the light. He goes, he said, he gave me, he said, he said, do like seven or eight minutes. So you, you do what you close to what you want to do. He goes, just split the difference. You so know? what was the end all be all? So I go, okay, great. And I do like eight minutes. I have a great set. There's industry interest in me after that. I love it. Um, I bang a casting director from VH1. Not to brag. Um, <laughs> I did that night so funny. Anyway, so um, so it was Perfect. And I could tell, like, when I was at the set, Bob was kind of, like, peeking around, like, what's going on? Like, is he? And I, but I, I wrapped up. I mean, up, we did, I did not great. make you, like, Bob nervous
1: a, or have anxiety. Bob had a great show. Stage, yeah. Everyone
0: had a great show. There was no problem. Right. Um, now, at the time, I was writing for a guy named Tucker Max, who wrote a book called I Hope This Is Beer Hell. And he had, like, yes, like, a writer's consortium. And I was part of it. And we would write, like, these blogs. And they were kind of monetized slightly. And I wrote. A blog about the story, and in the blog, I'm not saying anything like bad or negative. Bad about yeah. it, I'm just relating the experience about how freaked out I was that he wanted me to do five minutes. That's how I take it. But the title of the blog, oh no, was "Fuck Bob Saget." Oh uh, well. <laughs> now keep in mind. Hold on. Hold hold on. <laughs> well, you lady. can t-
1: you can title mine "Fuck You, Kenny G. am a hundred percent. This okay was
0: this was um, like thirteen years ago. So, actually, still I still hate do, you I don't to mean, this day. Too. So, check it out. It was like 12 years, it was maybe 12, 13 years ago. So, I um, I wrote the blog. For, and, and meanwhile, this is before Crocs. Sorry, I just can't Maybe I, get yeah, over I wear f- Crocs sometimes, darn. I just can't. So, this is before like, I think this is even before Google. This is maybe like 2006. I've been in company for two years, actually. 2006, or 2007. And um, I was. Uh, you know, at that time, you, you couldn't really Google your name and have shit come up. And I had no idea, like... I mean, you could, but it was... But wasn't everything like you wrote something... I wrote my little blog with my little group for my fans. I had no idea that in any way Bob was Saget... It a, was it
1: Reddit? Or did that not no, even exist? exist? yet.
0: So I, I would... And this is before social media, right?
1: That's unbelievable. So I had no idea oh, that Oh, actually, Bob, yeah, you're right. There was no, like... I did think there was, like, MySpace. The,
0: I think it was still, like, Ask Jeeves was the main <laughs> search engine. So... Yeah, it was my stage So I didn't think like in any way. like Cook was crushing. I never thought that Bob Saget would get mad about it or hear about it, right? Yeah. So he had a guy who was working for, who basically would just, I guess, just Google Bob, see what all the press was about Bob Saget. Yeah. Bob Saget got wind of it and he called every fucking (gasps) comedy club in LA to blackball me. I mean, he went fucking... Ballistic. Wait, goes, why?
1: Why would he do that? You know, this is a really strange little tidbit. Bob Saget um, was dating my a girl that was on a show. I did a show back in the day called Beg, Borrow, and Deal. It was ESPN's first reality show, and it was like this crazy race across the country show. Um, Rich Eisen was the host. Josh Gates was on it, who does Destination Truth right now. Um, Juliet uh, Angus, who. Is on Ladies of London on Bravo, was dating Bob Saget, and like cut to this. Now crazy. you have bugs on you You're know, so freaked you out that? By the
0: by the, what's going on I mean what is, There are huge praise, praying mantises That appear on this podcast Sometimes Bob.
1: I mean I just like We're in the fucking wilderness I live in the hills <laughs> And this is more wilderness Than I've seen in the past Like month um, But yeah It's uh, And then I saw Bob And I was like Yeah we have a mutual friend And I said Juliet Angus Who was on my show um, Back by way, He goes She's the devil <laughs> And I was like Okay well <laughs> Yeah Guess she's not my friend Right now <laughs> So, yeah, he's,
0: he's, um, um, you know, fun. Well, he's, you know, so, and by the way, I get why he did that, but he called Jay Davis, who was booking a lot of cool shows, and he not booked Oh, yeah, booked back me. 2008. He called Jamie. Yeah. No, 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 This 2006. Or so I think
1: he was probably still, I think Dublin's was still around. 2006,
0: 2007. But Jay had, his, he always had shows going Yeah. So, um, and he called, and my mom was in the hospital at this point. So imagine, and Jamie kicks me off tour after this. So this is like one of the lowest points of my life. Like Bob Saget is trying to get me banned from all of LA comedy. But I'm did, you say, did you say I
1: didn't even say fuck you, Bob Saget? So
0: I changed, I changed the title to I love Bob Saget. But then it was like, you still tell the story, and the story makes me look bad. So I just del- ended up deleting the post. But Jamie still kicked me off tour. Bob Saget was like,
1: but aren't you friends with Jamie Kennedy to this day?
0: We 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 got like yeah. We, Isn't know. it funny?
1: Oh, comics are so weird. Comics are like housewives. You know, it's like we're yeah. best friends and then fuck you, bitch.
0: Well, he just I <laughs> guess he felt like pressure from Bob Saget and and um and look, I don't know, but I will say this. I've never never told this full story before. So, I kind
1: of love this. Was this like therapy? So
0: years years pass. Um, and Jamie forgives me. Jamie gets it, and I start working. I become very regular at the Laugh Factory, and one day I saw Bob Sackett there and I was like, I was and I'm, look, there's a white trash me. It's like, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, I'll knock you the fuck out. Yeah. I, I'm going to confront anyone I'm, I'm not going to but but yes. So I go up to Bob. I go, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, what's up? I go, hey, dude, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry about that, that blog post. You know, like, I get why you did that. It, it, it kind of messed with me for a while, but like, um, I just hope we're cool because we'll be working at the Laugh Factory. Um, and he goes, what? he goes, what are you talking about? What and I go, well, I go, I wrote, a I wrote a blog, and I kind of, and from back to that, this all comes from the fuck you, Kenny G. No one that has cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah, no one's going to think fuck Kenny G because they're like Kenny G's this milquetoast little <laughs> sax player. F- why would you say fuck Kenny G? So you realize about Kenny G's dark side now. Fuck Bob Saget, to me, that's ironic because he's America's dad at this point. I know, everyone loves
1: Danny Tanner.
0: And at the time, he hadn't really gone out of the <laughs> Full House thing people didn't realize that he was like this dirty comic like he's filthy
1: changed. comic talking about like wanting yeah, to fuck changed, Stephanie
0: he's changed his persona since Full House <laughs> yeah. but this is sort of he was still in the Full House coming out of it so to me the, the title Fuck Bob Saget was like fuck Mickey Mouse like fuck oh. an American icon that's holy you know what I mean
1: Like or like fuck Jesus I mean he basically he <laughs> you shouldn't to hell now. I mean, here's it was the like he was just, such a wholesome
0: yeah. image it was like fuck, Will, fuck the Fresh Prince anyway so that's why I, I thought was, Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's that's why it was funny. So, um, and then his cousin was there, who is his manager. And I go, I go to his cousin because Bob's like, I don't know. Hey man, well yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I go cousin, I go hey man. But does he? apparently the cousin was the one who who orchestrated it all. I found out.
1: Maybe the cousin's the crazy one, and Bob really didn't So I go to the cousin, I go,
0: hey man, like I want to talk to you. Like you kind of like did a number on me when I wrote this blog. I go, I go. First of all, I want to say I get why. It was immature. I shouldn't have written it. I go, buy one, to make sure we're cool. We're going to be working together at the club and stuff like that. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, how fucking LA are these people that no one can actually like,
1: own up deal to with the, the I
0: confrontation know. or go like, dude, thank you for saying that. And so I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm outside of the club. Bob Saget's pulling around in his fucking, I don't know, Maserati, whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Maserati. He, he stops it. He stops it. He gets out. He walks up to me. He goes, Hey, man, thanks for saying that. He goes, and he goes, it's cool that you that you said that and, like, yeah, like, let's all go and we should, like, have lunch. So, that, too, this is all in the end, credit to Bob Saget because it was really cool because, I don't know why he, at first he was like, I don't, I don't know what even, and then he came and he goes, okay, yes. Like, and, and thanks for saying that. And like, it's totally cool. Oh my and, God. Know. So he did. Oh, he told ta- he ta- Of course he knew. Ugh. Jamie Masada called me, goes, buddy, Bob Saga called me three in the morning saying, you have to ban this mother, this piece of shit from your club. What the fuck did you do? Like he called him at three in the morning. I mean, called-
1: I'm like, if, if like visually anyone who's listening can see my jaw is on the floor, like who even does that? I, you know what? Here's the thing. If someone wants to say I'm a fucking asshole or whatever, good for you. I don't even care. I actually have learned. I'll tell you this right now from I've been best friends with an actor named Jeremy Renner for 20 years. We met when he was like booking Bud Light commercials and he was up and coming. And he's always been exactly the same person. Yeah. Unapologetic, he lives his best life. He, you know, was married, he got a divorce, he has a wonderful child, he works really hard, he's a great actor, and he's very supportive of me. I mean, you met him at the Reno show, such a great guy, his family is amazing. You know, everybody always has to say shit, oh, he's gay, oh, he's this, oh, he's a fucking asshole, oh, he's a drug addict, whatever. None of those things are true, I know, because I'm with him all the time. And, like, you know what he tells me when people say shit? He's like, those people don't know you. They don't know yep. you, so fuck them. Yeah. And don't let it affect you. It's like people watching Tom Brady or Eli Manning or whatever on s- s- football Sunday, and the guy makes a shitty play, and it's like some fat ass in his recliner stuffing down hot dogs. He's like, fuck you. I want- you need to catch that by a terrible throw. And it's like screaming <laughs> wah, at this wah, guy wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as he's, like, slurping down f- pork rinds. And you're like, "Yeah, Jesus. Like, nobody cares. I mean— I could take it to heart what people say. You could take it to heart. That type of shit is out of control. I can't imagine calling a club and being like, you need to bail this fucking Jamie's guy. Home,
0: like cell phone Oh my God. that At fucking like. Yeah.
1: That's a little crazy. Morning. in the morning.
0: Um, These, but are, but these are from
1: the Laugh Factory, by the way.
0: Those glasses, I know. I've st- hey, guys, just for the record, yes. <laughs> just for the I'll record, Bill, accidentally is. take a glass from Laugh Factory and forget to return it
1: <laughs> each time.
0: <laughs> I know I have several of these, but hold on, wait a minute.
1: These are Damn you I- can buy these for like a nickel at restaurant where, or you can get them
0: for free at the Laugh Factory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've done this in lieu of pay, so I get it.
0: Wow. So we just aired some serious grievances here. Now I want to get to look. We we did. We have toured. We're going to be in Vegas.
1: Oh my God! 14 shows. That's. I'm going to need a fucking shows. vacation after that.
0: <laughs> you're going to be, because you drink before shows a little bit, right? I right always after. have
1: to have a Jack and Diet Coke. It so is my shows, thing. So 14 shows,
0: you're going to be fucking out of your mind drunk. <laughs> anyway, um, and I will do what I always do, which is I won't drink, except for the Saturday night. I'll go, guys, you can buy me shots during the show, and then I'll get really fucked up.
1: Oh, my God. But week is it really going to only be the Saturday night? That's what happened in Reno. That was the Saturday night show where I got really fucked up. There's two shows on Saturday night. We do two okay. shows every day.
0: But in Reno, when I got – because I had eight shots on stage.
1: The, oh, And you're talking to me about drinking. I mean, that to me is yeah. like you need to go to fucking Promises. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to put it out for Cliffside Malibu to cast you in their next commercial. I
0: would love it. So – um Anyway, I uh, I do want to get back to something that we haven't talked about, which is you. Um, I want to talk about a little bit sort of like your introduction to comedy and your introduction to Laugh Factory. Because I, I don't know that much. I know that you were – I've never seen your reality TV shows because I, a, mean, I have a penis. but um, um
1: A lot of people with a penis have seen them.
0: I know. That was a stupid <laughs> thing to say. But I do know like I read – it sounds really – It sounds like really fascinating and it sounds like you were able to really garner like a huge following from from how you were on these. So how did that come about? I I know one of them was about the the Painted Nail, which is your handle. So
1: uh, Painted Nail is actually my handle on Twitter. I couldn't. Someone took my name, Katie Cazorla. Really? Yeah. And Twitter won't like give it back to me. Do you have to try to contact them? I've done everything. I've just fucking given up. Do they
0: have a picture of you as the icon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I can't. No, I have reported it, and I'm verified. Do you send as the them and money? And go like I'll give you a thousand
0: dollars for my name. I'm
1: not going to do that. because It's I, worth it, Katie. I mean, I'm at the painted nail. It's been that for what twelve? No, okay, fifteen right. years. So, so,
0: so I I don't know much about your history, and, and I know people go whenever I go. Let's go to the backstory, like you read a memoir, like ugh. But uh, I do. No, want my to backstory.
1: It. I love to tell my backstory yeah, because great. I feel like people need to know it. Yeah. Um, you know, not just because you know. Everyone always thinks, oh, because I'm with Walter, uh, you know, she has money or she has this. It's like I we have separate bank accounts. That's why we work. Yeah. I I don't consider anything he's ever done in life something that I'm entitled to or owed or can just willy nilly go use a fucking credit card and not. Wait,
0: you're a woman in L.A. Yeah, it's not unbelievable. Feel that way. Huh, yeah. Okay.
1: So I hate women that are actually those like gold digger, hooker types, but. Um, good for them. They found their <laughs> lane. So they found yeah. their fucking lane. Um for me, I moved to LA in nineteen ninety nine. From where? Uh, from New Upstate New York, I'm from Elmira.
0: Elmira, which if yeah. you don't know, Elmira, good for you.
1: Yeah, um, we're famous for two huge state penitentiaries. So you live in that town. This is true. You either work at the prison or you, your family is in prison. Did your family work at the prison? No. So my dad was actually the superintendent of public works. So he built all the roads that go to the prison.
0: With the signs <laughs> that say "Do not pick up hitchhikers." <laughs> actually, everywhere,
1: someone escaped. Uh, two guys escaped a couple of years ago with bedsheets. I heard sheets. about that. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, escape from Danamora, That's kind of like we have really old prisons. They're like, you know, a hundred plus year, two hundred year old prisons. You know, yeah. Um, I think Elmira Correctional Facility was built in like eighteen sixty five or oh, something. Wow. And they finally just put a fence around it because they were like, we don't want it to look ugly because <laughs> it's so historic and it's. I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually a. It's nice, all like
0: stone. It looks Stone like a Civil War
1: fort. It does. It. Lo- oh, my God. It, it looks exactly like that. Wow. I swear to God, it looks exactly like some medieval fucking castle Tell people thing. it's West Point. Oh, look. <laughs> exactly. But um, somebody escaped with bedsheets, and then they... Ate like canned beans and hit out do they in Elmira. Get away
0: with it, or did they get caught? They found them. They eventually yeah. found.
1: Them. They well, technology it now, but so anyway. So I moved from Elmira. I was in college at University of Kentucky. Hated it and was like, I just you know don't know what to do. And so I told a joke. What did you major in college? Communications. Story. Communications. I mean, look what I'm doing, right? <laughs> so I told. It was win a free pitcher of beer if you tell a joke on stage. Oh wow! And so I got up on stage at. I think you may know it. It's in Lexington. It's called...
0: Oh, was this in Lexington?
1: Yeah, it's some comedy club. And I went and I got up. It was like when the crowd is coming into. Oh, so it up. was the
0: comedy club in Lexington. Which yeah. I just performed there with Jeremy Piven. Yeah. And it's called... Yeah, and
1: it is... It will... Fuck. It's something I'm whole or... Up. Look it up while I'm telling you the story. Okay.
0: The comedy hall sounds hilarious.
1: I think that... I mean, that would make sense for there. But, um, so... I got up on stage, told a joke, and won a free pitcher of beer. Like, the crowd liked me. Do you remember the joke? It was a lesbian joke. It was about, like... Because I lived with this, um, in my room, this other girl who, um, she was a lesbian. Comedy Off-Broadway. That's right. Comedy Off-Broadway, yeah, which Broadway is there. in downtown. Yeah. Um, where Rep Arena is and all of that. So, I told a joke. It was, I got to think about it. It was something about the varsity sweaters. Were you, and you was nervous
0: when you going to say it? Or did you feel like, yo. I loved it. You love it. You, you I here.
1: never get nervous. Um,
0: You've never gotten nervous.
1: I mean, I get like a fun
0: nervousness. Like excited. But,
1: like, I get excited. Yeah. Um, and I never practice. I literally just kind of go, okay, maybe I'll just say this or say that, but it always changes every night. Yeah, you'll never hear the same. I admire that
0: about you. I've I've watched you, and I'm always like, (laughs) it's very few people can do that.
1: My okay, so many people. Thank you. I actually appreciate that. So many people have said that to me. They're like, I don't. It scares me when you go up on stage because. I know that you have not even thought about what you're going to say and like you just go okay maybe I'll just talk about this oh and then I won't I'm just going to change it and talk about something else or I'll just make shit up on stage
0: yes I'm going to sound very flattering right now Uh, it takes a certain amount of charisma and likability to be able to go on stage without a plan. Look, I'll go on. Look, the difference. I'll go on stage without a plan, but I've also been doing comedy for almost fifteen years now.
1: That's crazy. So
0: when I go when I go on stage, like I have like a reservoir. The attic is full. But you'll go on, like if I'm 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 lost, I'm like, let me go into this bit that I haven't done. I'm only a year and a half in. Yeah, a year and a half in, and you'll literally just talk about your day, and everyone's just engaged with you. And like, and by the way, I've worked with a lot of comics who have a similar thing and they bomb you don't bomb because somehow you have a knack for engaging people which I think is part of the trademark of your personality you know what I mean people feel very they like you. you they feel very engaged by you um, maybe it's the Drew Barrymore look
1: <laughs> You know what I always say if all else fails Just give them that's crazy Thank <laughs> you
0: <laughs> you, don't, you can't see Katie but she does Have a striking resemblance to Drew Barrymore
1: <laughs> Oh my god I literally This is the funniest thing I sent this video Of Drew Barrymore it has like an online cooking show And I Someone sent it to me well not someone Multiple people and they were like legit for six Minutes I thought this was you And she's so like funny. it's the funniest thing She has her hair pulled back and this apron on and she has this these cookies she's making right
0: so it's not ironic it's like sincere so they think it's a, they think it's mm-hmm. ironic because it's like okay you're doing a comedy thing
1: people thought like I'm talking like takeaway TT like you know major people or like I legit thought this is you for six minutes
0: can I just say this not that he'll ever listen to this but man that dude is the fucking tits I mean is he so great or what? Jojo Rabbit was such a good... So, say his name again. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi yeah. from New Zealand. He's a Maori. Yeah, First he's... Maori to ever win an Oscar. Yes,
1: he did it for the indigenous um, children. Um,
0: Jojo Rabbit, I just saw.
1: Such an amazing movie, I isn't watched it and I
0: was like, it's good. And I tell you, here's how you know a movie is good. You keep thinking about it.
1: That's what everyone says. Oh my God.
0: I I watched. I was like, this is good. But I wasn't like blown away.
1: Yeah. But I kept fucking thinking about it. Everyone says that. Walter and I were the same way. How crazy is that? And then we went to, we went to the premiere and we went to like all these like different little screenings. He's like, do you want to come? And we're like, yeah. And he just, his brain works in a totally different way than most people. He's a fucking
0: genius. He is a genius. You know how my first introduction to him was in Ragnarok, yeah, he directed it. I know he was directed. The, I didn't know he directed it. I just remember the character the he Rock played, monk, crack, the little crack, fucking weird like cork. rock guy was so fucking funny. <laughs> and I think the New Zealand accent is so fucking. I was like, I was like, because right away I'm like, is this one of the flight of the Concords guys? But I know yeah, the voices. Or, are, so yeah, from because them. no,
1: he was he's with I think he, Jermaine with G- Jermaine and Brit. Yeah, um, so Reese. I was like,
0: this guy's so fucking funny that character. So I yeah. googled him. Just from hearing him on that fuck, was, who's actually who played the rock guy? And, and then now I realize he's a he's my yeah, fucking. Yeah, what hero. we do he's in the shadows. You have very cool, talented friends they are way more talented.
1: Than me. <laughs> oh, no so, way! Um, they they all came to see you, so you know. I mean,
0: not him. I hope he does. I want to be in Jojo Rabbit too. And <laughs> make well, a
1: good Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's right! Remember when I was like, "You have to do that."
0: Oh, he was so great as Hitler. Jesus I just Christ.
1: don't think there's gonna be like, um, there's no way to do like a second movie of like the holocaust so i, I was
0: joking <laughs> tinder's list two. <laughs> even li-
1: didn't it end somebody said the something one?
0: today and i was like this is so funny but it's somehow got, somehow offensive they like black panther 2 electric boogaloo i don't know why that strikes me <gasps> as such a fucking funny title because like, it rhymes racist um i just whenever you had electric boogaloo Something too electric boogaloo is hilarious.
1: Well, because so, just the word is hilarious.
0: <laughs> boogaloo. All right. So uh,
1: we're drinking Tito's and it's so good. Cheers,
0: And it feels cheers. so wrong. Cheers. With a bang Katie, energy Katie, drink. Katie. Like who the
1: fuck? What Can't are we doing? I believe like, you're saying?
0: turning me into an alcoholic. <laughs> so um, wait, what the fuck are we talking about? Hmm. So you're telling your story. Elmira.
1: So then went to University, uh, University of Kentucky, told these jokes. A woman saw me and she was like, I think you could win this competition You should come out to LA And I was like Well I have like $8 in my bank account So She was like Well it's 1500 bucks. You come out You audition You can meet management Whatever My dad Scrounges up some money for me I get in my car Drive out here Do this competition And I win it
0: Holy fucking
1: shit Yeah I wrote
0: a whole thing Whole dialogue How long was the, how long was the set? It, so was, it was a full okay. stand up set
1: it was seven minutes. And let me tell you, back it's in the day... It second time you performed? On stage ever in my life.
0: Seven I, minutes, second time you ever performed on stage. It was like an eternity. <laughs> Katie, you're a goddamn prodigy.
1: <laughs> it was so crazy. I wrote a whole thing about my dad. Okay, this is true. I wrote a thing about my dad. I remember what my my thing was. It was, um, my dad is French, North African, and he has a crazy foreign accent. And um, he can never remember people's names. So, like, growing up, we had rotary phones, you know, and... Um, People would call and I'd get home from school and I'd be like, who called? And he'd be like, I don't know, this uh, shit, Tracy, Stacy, something. And I'd go, <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't help. So my mom would tell him, just, you know, identify them with something that you'll remember their name. So he started doing that. So he called my friend, Sean Cooligan the hooligan. He called my friend, Mike Bahanka, Tommy Bahama. And he called this girlfriend of mine, Bridget. I won't say her last name due to her weight. He called her fat Bridget. And he'd always be like, I don't know your friend, this fat Bridget's called. And I'd know which Bridget it was. (laughs) And now I find out like the the older you get, like it's easier if you just start putting like describing terms with people's names. Yeah. You know, like I have a friend named Asian Kelly because I have like five Kellys in my thing and Asian Kelly, but she's Chinese. So that's not racist because she's Chinese. Yes. It's actually offensive to be like, oh, you're offended by that.
0: Well, I think it's I think there's nothing more racist than like skirting around anything that could be deemed racist. That's more racist. That means you're putting too much weight on it. Exactly. If someone whispers,
1: oh, because she's Asian, it's like. Why is that a bad thing to say she's Asian?
0: Only white people care about that. Everything that's going on with coronavirus is like the fact – like Australia (laughs) just banned Chinese nationals from entering Australia, right? Which is not a bad policy when you're trying to end uh, a, a pandemic. Right, right. But that's deemed as racist. It has nothing to do with race and everything to do it's, about. It has to do location. with the country. They're
1: they held a bunch of American people who were coming back so from stupid. China. There was Mexican guys on there, white guys, uh, Latina women. It's like, all there white was, women.
0: I'm telling you, it's all white women. It is it's fucking white women. I said that long before Bill Burr. It's white women. No, there's a no white guy going. like Hey, how dare they? <laughs> Some fucking soccer mom with mom jeans I
1: run a business, I know, let me tell you Those are the first women that always fucking complain And here's the thing, it tends to be the White privileged mom type That doesn't have a real fucking job Yes. And she has nannies and she considers Herself a stay at home mom And it's like, bitch, you don't do laundry You don't fucking pick (laughs) up your kids from school And she's the, can I speak to the manager? Always, she's that woman Always. Or she'll be like, who's the owner here? And I'm like, I am And then it changes when she sees Oh, it's one of my people People. I'm like bitch. I'm not like you. I'm in the back plunging a toilet uh, in Christian Louboutins, but I'm so that's, that's,
0: that's what I love about like the black and trans community Because no matter how uppity white women get the black and trans people will be like shut the fuck up bitch. Yeah, and they're like,
1: okay okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking white privileged <laughs> mouth up I mean I will say as a white woman who does have to go on a lot of like different auditions for shit I literally will never get cast in anything because it's it's here's the breakdowns Asian, Latina, um, a diverse. It never says just looking for a white blonde woman.
0: Yeah. open to all of this. Season. You're like, I'll never get, it.
1: I'll never get this. And every time I go, I'm sitting in the room, it's literally like gorgeous women who are like, I can't tell. They're probably like Iranian mixed with Asian yeah, or, races. and here comes fucking dumpy 42 year old white lady. <laughs> and People are like, do you have kids? I'm like, does my body look like <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate when people say that? Ugh. No, I didn't um, want to ruin my life. I don't have kids. Stupid. Stupid.
0: So so let's go back to, you. I love the segues, but let's go back. So you come, you drive oh, yeah. out, you drove out here with like all your belongings, like uh,
1: in two trash bags and get this. Oh, I had, God. I had 1200 bucks. I decided, fuck it. I'm moving out here. I got signed by an agent.
0: So from that show from you win the fifteen yeah. dollars and you did seven minutes. tell sorry about seven your dad. minutes. Where was, where was Talk the competition?
1: In downtown LA at, get this. I didn't even know what. Hollywood of course in quotes looked like because we had to stay at that um hotel that where they filmed true lies in downtown yeah so like the, so literally I went straight there filmed uh, or uh, did the audition for this thing it took a week a week a week it was a week long thing they had like it was like a huge press and- yeah so it just
0: one night of competition though
1: it was two nights. Okay. So there was like a prelim. And then if you got through that, you got to go to the finals. The Do you remember the people that you competed against? Are they working comics now? Actually, there's there's people. Okay. I don't remember some of the comics, but there's like people who are famous actors. Katie Holmes, I think. How uh, long ago was this?
0: It was 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you came out, you won that and you're like, fuck it. I'm moving to LA. You already knew you were moving to LA when you yeah. came out. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I love that, it.
0: That helicopter. I call that the Lindsay Lohan chaser is, uh, you'll, you won't really hear in the podcast as much you as you think, not as much as you think. You oh won't my
1: know. God. Um, so yeah, no, it was really weird. It was, um, was it 97? Wait, I went to college in 96, I was on the end of 97 going on 98 mm-hmm. because I moved out here in 1998, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Holy fuck. So you're out here with your car.
1: Yeah, so I drive out here and I. What type of car do you have? Oh my god, it was a Toyota Paseo. Oh,
0: I was about to say Toyota Honda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. Drive country. You to to look like a hood a of a car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was red, had cow seats, and it had. A um, little animal with you? Dog? Cat? No, nothing. nothing. Just
0: two two garbage bags worth of shit.
1: And I had this bag of nail polish that blew up when I was in Vegas and all exploded. And then I wasted $200 in Vegas gambling on a slot machine. And then I drove out here and I got to Santa Monica Pier and I was like, can't go any farther. Yeah. Better find a place to live. And it took me two months to get a place Where'd to
0: live. Where'd you
1: live? In my fucking car in the Bally's Total Fitness parking lot. And guess what? Oh my God, this is so crazy. Okay. So, I love
0: that you lived in your car. I lived a in my car for two months. That's my favorite why favorite people live in their car.
1: If someone says to me, Oh, you know, in my house, it's only 2,000 square feet or whatever, I'm like, Go fuck yourself. Let me tell you something. When I moved here, I couldn't get a place to live because I didn't have a job. Yeah. So you would have to fill out physical applications. There's yeah. no fucking internet. And I think I had like
0: references a, and previous employers. And yeah. All that shit.
1: And then they were like, Well, where do you live? And I was like, And I literally would just give up. You know, I'd have to like write my parents' address. They're like, but where in L.A. I'm like, um, I'm actively mm. looking. Mm. Yeah. So I slept in my car. But then I couldn't get a job because everywhere I applied, you had to put your address, address down. Yeah. And it was like, now I get, listen, I don't feel bad for, I, or I feel bad for homeless people who look like they should be working. Yeah. Because like I get how hard and how fast I can turn. If you don't have a place to live or you don't have a job, it's a tough world. You can go from fucking the number one person to homeless out here in a matter of weeks, you know? So I ended up uh, getting a job at Dimples. It was this karaoke bar in Burbank. 50 bucks a night. Is it still there? no they demolished it it's a whole yeah. foods um and help oh, go figure <laughs> fuck them um it was super fun but the guy was super creepy he used to grab my ass all the time and i was like whatever i have a job um <laughs> was, i know hashtag me too all the way with this guy too is such a fucking creep Ugh. um I mean, literally super gross. but What's his I full mean, name? Let's Sal something. Oh. I, Anyone and, named Sal is a fucking creep, let's yeah. be honest. Andy was like five 5'2". He looked like my Italian grandfather, which Ugh. was even worse. But, and my grandpa was awesome. So then <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting a job at Barney's Beanery after that, in, in, right here in West Hollywood.
0: Yeah. West Hollywood is a, a very And I worked there
1: for 10 years. and that, like. A,
0: and you ran the karaoke show. For 10 years. If, if people who aren't from LA who listen to this, like... L.A. karaoke is not like karaoke and the rest of the fucking planet. I mean,
1: it was disgusting. And then I turned into, they had four bouncers. They removed all the furniture on the nights I was there. InSync came and sang Backstreet Boys. Yes. Backstreet Boys found out, then came the next week and sang. Um, you made that Instinct. at Destination yeah. Location. Whitney yeah. Houston came and sang. Jamie Foxx was there that night when she sang and then talked about it on Jimmy Fallon. So Talking I was validated. So,
0: and, and, and you'd kind of created this whole thing, right? Yeah, it was So like, what do you think, What is what is the... Katie Cazorla magic that was and this is before you had your reality shows right yeah this was I was still like like barely got my first apartment so
1: you were like were you like what the fuck did I tap into I just couldn't believe like there was a lot of people that weren't even famous that would come in there like Chris Pratt I knew Amy Adams because she did the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous and she was the like slutty cheerleader but that was like her big Thing she did yeah and then tay diggs would come in um was
0: there any celebrity that that would come in and sing this karaoke where you're like holy
1: fuck they well jeremy sing- jeremy runner used to come in and he would fucking like crush the crowd yeah and and at the time i was like oh this guy is a he's a fucking great singer and he had just booked i think Dahmer.
0: Now let's be honest you definitely wanted to about him
1: no, never, actually, never? no, because he has a super brother-like quality, and I think that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. we've remained friends yeah. so long, because I'm probably, like, one of my only friends that never fucked him, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to meet your friends. I uh, anyway. mean,
1: right?
0: I mean, I know Jim, he's won an Oscar or whatever.
1: No, he's been nominated twice.
0: And you, twice in a row.
1: He was nominated for he The never Town. Wanted- no he won a SAG award and I think like a golden globe or something, but he's amazing. I mean, he's so great at what he does, but like, yeah, he's a sick singer. And by the way, I just introduced Chris D'Elia to Jeremy because Chris did this whole YouTube thing about Jeremy Renner and his singing. And Jeremy has such a fucking amazing sense of humor that he didn't look at it as offensive. He's like, this is hilarious. I want to meet this guy. So I, text Crystalia and I was like, hey, can I FaceTime you right now with Jeremy Renner? He's like, weird, but okay. So I Facetime. I'm like, look who I'm with. And these two meet and now I knew it from the fucking start. They were going to be like best friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: Telling you, they're going to be fucking BFFs, but yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Um, So you, you got the f-
1: That's how the friendships All started And then I loved hosting karaoke But I would If somebody sucked I would just turn them off And I'm like This isn't a fucking funeral This is karaoke <laughs> night Boo Or if people would sign up For Stairway to Heaven I'm like Not your personal concert Get the fuck out of here Yeah yeah, yeah. So I made more comedy Out of hosting Instead of being like
0: Yeah the You were almost like A drag queen host Just like Oh a 100% yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I would just fucking like gong show karaoke. You're Lady Bunny.
0: That's amazing. So, I was Lady Bunny. And what what was the first sort of big break in Hollywood for you?
1: Um I mean
0: that is obviously one of them, but what's the That thing? was
1: great. And then you know, and then I went over and waited in line to do open mic at the laugh factory. Hey, you. Yeah, that was my first stand up. 1999
0: Oh, so, okay so Because you said you've only been doing it for two years So oh, you took a big hiatus obviously. Oh, I
1: took a big hiatus for reality TV So I ended up going there Then they gave me a spot And then Jay Davis saw me And was like, hey, you should come over and do Dublin's Jesus Christ. Yeah, did you then, ever fail in your fucking life, Katie Cazorna? You know, I mean, I try out for stuff and don't get it. So that's failing <laughs> daily. You're too fat. You're too short. You're too old. You're too young. Your hair's not blonde enough. It's too blonde. Your b- boobs are too small. Your boobs are too big. Your ass is too small. Your house is too big. You don't yeah. have kids. You're not and, ethnically and d- diverse. I mean, yeah, yeah. Doubles
0: people don't. But Dublin's was, before I did comedy, I would go I was still in like grad school And I'd come on summers I'd go to like I'd hear about these double. I would go And it would be like Check this out You'd go to a show One show Which is a bar show
1: Yeah it was Monday nights And it
0: would be On one show It would be Dane Cook Alonzo Bowden Sebastian Maniscalco Ken Jeong Ralphie May um, Ken uh, Jong,
1: Bob Saget Jamie Bobby Fox. Lee I yeah. mean it was Literally
0: the biggest, the the big today, the biggest yeah. comics that exist today would be up there at this free bar show, and
1: they'd be like, and it was so such a rowdy, crazy Irish and it bar. It turned into a
0: dance club afterwards. Oh my like yeah, god, DJ
1: that. Crash would like, I mean, it was so much fucking fun. It was probably you know I have to give credit to Jay Davis because he really did. Like look at me and be like, I think you're great at what you do. I- I've and never- so you would do that a lot? I- Dublin's was like my home. Oh, wow. And then I was like, you know, I wanted- I really want to have like a show. I want to do like a crazy show, including karaoke. Because afterwards I would go across the street and host karaoke. A pink Taco? No, No, it used to be called Miyagi's. Oh yes, Miyagi's is right. Um, before it was Pink Miyagi. Taco. I mean, that was fucking bananas. Jamie Foxx had his own booth. Casey and Jojo used to go. I mean, we're talking like you couldn't even get in the place. There'd be like a thousand people in there. Wow. It was so much fun. And this was like my job back in the day. That's so nuts. Um, I remember telling Jeremy to come and my parents were in town and I gave my parents a booth and Jeremy got up and dedicated um, uh, New York state of mind to my dad or fly me to the moon. That's what it was. And saying it and like, I mean, it was like, and Dahmer had come out and he was like, just booked the Hurt Locker or whatever. And wow. it was so insane there. Those that's days, insane. This, no one had cell phone cameras. Yeah. So like it was celebrities love to go out because yeah. nobody could die. Any of the shit they were doing yeah. You could take a picture with your disposable Which I mean I still have Some of those photos to this day wow. Of Jordan Knight singing on stage With like Joey McIntyre And like
0: amazing, so
1: crazy And then I tried out for the comedy store got a show there I had to try it for Mitzi and she so told you me, tried
0: for Missy one time, and she and then she passed. She you gave it. me a show, yeah, what in the belly the room. Fuck, Katie, <laughs> you're like the only other person I can really <laughs> compare you to is John Henson. <laughs> I had it in my podcast, and I was like, he was like, yeah, I auditioned for the first time for this show called Wipeout, and I got it. Or I auditioned one time for Talk Soup. And that failed, and they're like, hey, you want to do wipeout? I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Did you ever fucking anything not work out? A lot of things. I just
1: think we never, I think people like that have that mentality never dwell on it. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many things I went out for that I never got and then saw the people who got it. And it's like, oh my God. Or how about when I audition for shit and then they end up picking like a former model who's 27 and she's African American. And I'm like, oh my God. I must have gone in there and they're like, absolutely not. (laughs) I just, I have to vent this to someone. I
0: just went in for, the TV series of Night School.
1: Oh my God, that's so great! And
0: there's a character who's from uh, who's from Georgia, right? Yeah. And I can I can do all sorts of different Southern accents, right? So I Georgia, love that. I, I know how to do the Georgia accent. I knew how to do the Texas. Oh, accent. Oh yeah, because your Kentucky was I, I can do all, can do all <laughs> yeah. like three or four different types. So I go in there and I do like I do like a, and I do like a. I, I don't, you know, they say, come with your pages. I'm like, fuck my pages. I have it in the dome. Yeah. And it was like monologue. And I just went there I was like hey, man. I was like, hey, I'm from Georgia. I love I love God. I love barbecue. I love beer. I love college football. <laughs> hey, not in that order, right? Anyways, I'm selling Texas now. But I go, um, off book, off the dome. And they're just like, okay, next scene. And then the next scene, they read it so fast. Because they were like, they just wanted me out of the room. And I did it. And I was getting off book with everything. I look at them. They're like, thanks. And I'm like, and you just want to go Hey motherfuckers. You yeah, like nothing. What is it that you want?
1: Yeah, tell me what you want. That happened to me actually just recently for a Netflix thing. It was for an animated show that they're bringing here and they're like we we think you're perfect for this voice, right? Mm-hmm. So I go in for it. And first of all, they're like no one's here to read with you, just read your lines. And I'm like What I was like, that is actually a first in 20 years of living in LA. So I had my dialogue with me. And so Uh I get what guess what the character description was. Yes. She is married to someone who's rich and much older than her is a bitch and is a shopaholic, which (laughs) I can relate to only one of those you know, the bitch. And so I went in and, um, I read, I, I sit down and they're like, okay, just read. And then, then skip over the lines that aren't yours and go right back into it. And I'm like, so I'm just, how is that reading with someone, you know, and I had to do it and I was like, this is, I had to pawn my, um, my Chanel bag to a cab driver and the assistant is so dry, right? Yeah. And she's like, a wet bag? And I'm like, a Chanel. <laughs> Look it up, bitch. It's fashion. Like, it was like oh a whole thing. God. But there was no one to play off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just looked oh, like an so insane, stupid. crazy person.
0: And but you're also doing, it's a little bit different when animated because you're doing, it's basically just ADR anyway. So. Yeah,
1: but then I'm like doing one line by line. No one to play off of. But yeah, so it's weird out here. Fuck it.
0: Um, so,
1: so how did the first reality show come about? So, okay. So after 10 years of doing stand up, that was 1999 to 2000.
0: Dublin's was your home Nine. every Dublin's Tuesday. in the Comedy Store. Comedy Store, yeah.
1: So I had my show in the belly room and like everyone used to come up there because it was called karaoke, And so it was like a comedy karaoke show where like ah. the comics would get up and tell a little joke and then they'd have to pick a song to sing you should come back I know it's It was so great Don Barris like Had this giant pair Of tighty-whities on one time And it was him And Andrew Dice Clay And somebody else And like It just turned into this Just mayhem up there Wow and it was the old belly room when it was like before the remodel. Yeah, So it was, it was so skeevy and, and <laughs> I love it. There was no central air. It was
0: still like the vestiges of old LA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> still Coke residue on like every yeah. bathroom. But yeah, it was really fun. Karaoke and like Judah Freelander was in my flyer. I had a cheerleading outfit on that said I fucked your boyfriend on it. And it was Genius. really just a fun yeah. ass show. I did it for, I think it was like two and a half or three years. And then just did stand up here and there. And then I said, fuck it. I turned 30 and I was like, I need to make like real money. This is getting, shit's getting serious. And so I saved up like 50 grand over that past 10 years in Nike shoe boxes. And I went to the bank and I was like, I want to open a business. And they were like, ha ha, eat a dick. And so I said, all right, fuck you. I'll do it on my own and found a little place in studio city Used furniture from my house and went to nail school. It was like 2800 bucks. Went to nail school and opened up a nail bar, like the first nail bar concept, where you could drink free drinks and get your nails done. And it became bananas.
0: So it was like a huge... And so again, like... Producers
1: came in. They're like, this is the craziest place we've ever seen. You're hilarious and fun. We want to give you a TV show. So you didn't even pitch it. I didn't even pitch it. They came to me. Yeah. I hey, know You're fucking magic You know that right <laughs> I don't know And then So I was like Alright let's do it And then the first place We pitched Which was um, TV Guide Network Which was pop yeah. That has like shit's Creek And all that Yeah we went in and they didn't even pitch the show I went in and I just like introduced myself to Kevin Beggs and John Feltheimer it's uh-huh. like the head of Lionsgate and I was like and I want to do this and now I have the show and all these people love it and it's crazy and you get your nails done and I like be bopped around the room and they're like okay yeah we'll, we'll take your show Fuck. and I was up. like oh my god this is how this happens wow this is how Hollywood works it's <laughs> so easy here <laughs> 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 I didn't that, even have to blow anyone and I got a, a TV show that's
0: amazing so the, and that ran for a couple years right
1: yeah it ran for two seasons it was the highest rate show in the history of TV Guide Why do Guy I run for two seasons? Well, because or... the place that place was kind of a, a disaster with when it came to like who was running it.
0: Oh, TV Guide, you mean. Yeah, yeah the president got
1: fired, then another president came in, he got fired. And, mm. and No one actually knew what to do, and it was the highest rated show. of It beat all the red carpets with Chris Harrison. And TV Guide used to have a huge presence on the I red carpet. I remember that, yeah. And we were beating th- those ratings. It was 1.2 million viewers. Does TV viewers. Guide still exist? Uh, it's called Pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have Schitt's Creek and um, that rock the boat. It's the New Kids on the Block tour that they do okay. on the boat, and they have um, they actually have some like pretty kind of funny shows. Mm. Pop is like a fun network, but it's owned by Lionsgate, so they back it. Okay. Um, and then I took a break from that, opened up another painted nail, and then in the meantime, I went in they asked me to be on Real Housewives of L.A. What's it? Beverly Hills. Yeah. I went in for that like multiple times and finally Walter's like, I'm not doing that fucking show. And then in the middle of it, they pulled me out and they're like, we have another show for you. So I didn't even audition for Second Wives Club. And all of a sudden, like a week later, I'm like filming another show.
0: Called Second Wives Club, which was was, also a big hit, right?
1: Yeah. That was on E! uh, Last year, I think.
0: And so that's about your relationship with Walter?
1: Yeah. It's like to show like women. Okay. So here's what they said the show was. This is how they sold me out. They're like, okay, second wives club is women who are married to very successful guys, but they actually have their own lives and they run businesses and do whatever. Cut to, I show up and it's like a bunch of women who... Basically do nothing but just shop and day drink.
0: And they all have vocal fry, probably. Yeah,
1: everyone's like, I'm so exhausted. And I'm like, because you were drinking at Wally's in Beverly Hills for two hours, I'm like, I'm in the middle of like city plan checks for my new business. (laughs) And do you have to hang out with these women? Is that part of the deal? I had to go on like
0: weird trips with them. Were you friends with them? Or were you like, ugh?
1: Actually, I knew Shauna... Um, Shauna, who's on my show, she was married to Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, um, Shauna Craig, she's actually really fun and great. And I was, I knew her from Nail Files. She was on my show, and then she was on Leave It to Lamas or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then we were on this show together, and it just got like, you know, as the show went on, I was like. Okay, a lot of these women like really just don't do shit. They just want to marry dudes with money, and so I just made. If you watch it, you can still watch it on demand what, on. E. So it great, but This is again. This is before. I just was myself. I this was is like, sore,
0: This is kind of before Twitter, I imagine, right?
1: No, Twitter was out. This was, was only is, this was only a couple of years ago.
0: Only a couple of years ago. Yeah, it, oh, I I thought it was like two maybe years like years seven years ago. No, okay, so was only a couple of years ago. You can oh, still
1: watch it on demand you, on. Were e. you
0: Were you circumspect about what you said, or were you just like unfiltered?
1: Completely unfiltered. I was like, I know what I'm getting into, so I'm just going to make this show about all the shit I'm doing and just fucking shit Did on you- the other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and people love that. You were probably fucking hilarious. Well, I became I like gotta the, watch it. You know, the, you know, everyone's a fan favorite.
1: Everyone's spirit animal, I guess, is the term. How many seasons everyone- does that run? It only ran one season, then the president of E got fired.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. So they,
1: all of the shows that came with him got fired.
0: Yeah, but that was only, like you said, a couple of years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, but I've got some new
1: projects in the works, so I'm excited. I know you,
0: of course you And I'm and, not going to
1: sit back and fucking and, be quiet.
0: By the way, have you pitched something that wasn't accepted? Can you just uh, tell me one good story of failure so I feel good about my oh uh, I did, apartment. I did, I
1: did. I have one. So I shot a pilot for a show that I developed called Polished. And it because I owned tons of nail salons that Do you still own them? No. Done. I mean, that was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. So um, and by the way, working with um just the general public and with the internet and Yelp and all that is like fucking murderous. Ugh. So everyone has an opinion. Um yeah. and everyone's a critic now, apparently. So I hate it But uh, Yeah I pitched a show Called Polish You're nothing Unless your salon Is polished And what it was Or small business It was like I would go in And I would take All these little Small businesses And and shine them up And give them new life Oh kind of like That show that It was like Tabitha's salon takeover But it was all Small businesses Yeah And um, they were like Oh yeah bar rescue But everyone's always So mean Yeah And mine was more About being positive And finding what is Really wrong Because the people that do those shows never actually ran a retail establishment. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how fucking hard it really is. Yeah. And they just blame the owner. Well, yeah, it's your fucking business. And John Tapper with his fucking fish mouth. Like he looks like when people like mud, those mudfish, when they go mud fishing, <laughs> and they catch those trout pouts, it's his mouth to me. And he's like, that's. That show is so good, though. Um, But yeah, he's 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 not working behind a fucking cash register. He doesn't know what that takes. People give up because it's exhausting, mainly because of employees. Yeah. So... I turned, I did a positive spin on it. And I wanted to do really different businesses. Like, we were going to do a sex shop in the valley. Oh, wow. That we're like, how could a sex shop be failing? And then I went in one and it was like dusty dildos Mm -hmm. and everything. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You got to dust up these dildos and get this perfect.
0: The cashier has bars in front of them, So it feels like you're doing something super illicit. Who's
1: going to want to buy lube that's expired? Like, here's the thing people people always go, lube has an expiration date. I'm like, you put it in your mouth and your vagina so I hope it has an expiration
0: date <laughs> oh that's you so great know? I'd
1: rather eat expired ramen than expired way, lube you should
0: write that down that's a funny
1: bit <laughs> I did that's okay. one of my new ones that I was gonna tell guys. yes, yes. Ah! oh wait we, we
0: gotta get you out of here cause you gotta go to the den um, uh, Katie I could talk with you forever you're the fucking tits so um, let, let's just wrap this up with uh, what um, what are you up to What where can people find you and all that stuff
1: Okay, so unfortunately on Twitter I can't get my own fucking name back. So I'm at the Painted Nail on Twitter. I don't really tweet a lot. I think it's archaic, but whatever. I read everybody else's tweets. <laughs> but what I usually use is Instagram, and Instagram. I'm at official. And you're
0: big on the Instagram. Oh my
1: God, I'm on the gram, bitch! I got stories about Kenny motherfucking G right Kenny now. Kenny
0: G, we coming for you, motherfucker. Hashtag Mr. fuck
1: dog. you, Kenny G.
0: Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, we, me and Katie are going to be in Vegas 17th
1: through the 23rd. At the yeah. Tropicana Laugh Factory. We have 14 shows, so there's no excuse not to come out for the fucking weekend. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless we're friends, and then I'm going to put it on my Instagram. <laughs> but other than that, let's do this.
0: Katie, I can't wait. I want to have you back. You're the best. And, uh, and enjoy your set tonight at the Dime.
1: Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. After Laugh, man. Go ahead, pull up a chair.